welcome to episode two of season two of Case Rotation. My name is Spinisha Simone. And I'm Bax Jetson. <laughs> one take Drake is what they call me. <laughs> you are one take Drake. Um, if you're listening, you can probably hear um, the phlegm. You don't sound too good. Yeah, I don't sound too good, but I'm here and we're on to episode two. Box, how you doing? I am exhausted. Um, yeah, I can hear the exhaustion. <laughs> I, I was too tired to like think of other words to you know support that statement. Mm-hmm. Well, while you're exhausted, uh, thank you to everybody who listened to our first episode of the season. Yes. And... Um, like the people who reached out to us about it, thank you, and we're so happy to be back on this new consistent basis. So, thank you. Yeah, we get them to you weekly, so you better appreciate it because <laughs> this is a it's lot. hard. Yeah, it's, it's a it's lot. It's pretty tough. We got a lot going to on. do it. Um, but yeah, so I guess between the last time we talked to our friends, our case friends, what's been up? Since we last talked to Case Friends, um, so we, yeah, we did a new little theme song. So I think that's what Nish was maybe referencing when she was talking about the one take Drake. Yeah. Because you know her portion, she she did a one take and it was beautiful. It was perfect and it was all it was exactly what we were needing. Thank you. Um, but I feel that you know personally, if we're being transparent, like I haven't put any work into anything like musically related. In a really long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's frustrating to not be able to get, you know, certain things to hit the way I wanted them to. But it was fine all in all. It was still, like, a good a good chance for me to take my mind off of school and focus on something else that wasn't as demanding and you know, something that's fun. And I was fueling my creativity-driven nature, desire, yeah. so to speak. So. And it was I, good. I think for me too, it was fun because um, just like I used to love recording and stuff. Not like I was singing or anything, but uh, well, singing now. But I used to love singing and recording a few years ago, and so it was fun, kind of having that process again with mm-hmm. like making the theme song and stuff. Um, yeah. What have we been up to? Really, it's just been the same thing. Yeah, what's fun? <laughs> we just um, been doing the same thing. So you let us know what y'all think of it. I've been saying, yeah, let us know what you guys think of our our new theme song. I don't know. Will we change it with the seasons, or will we just see how we feel? Yeah, I don't know. Like, cause you know how I get. Like, I get tired of something real quick. Yeah. I'm at so the point. We'll now probably, we're already. So change. we'll probably change it with the seasons. Yeah. Then. We'll at least keep it for season two. But let us know what you guys think of it. Maybe. <laughs> um. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Um, while we were about to do our intro to this episode, I was thinking about how we've been doing this podcast for almost two years. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I remember when we started it. I just was thinking about it like it's just a little now. Insane. It's a little insane. Two years, almost. I think in October it'll be two years. Yeah, that's crazy. And if you didn't know, we were nominated for two podcast awards. 
We didn't win them. But we were nominated. Hey, what did Drake say? What? You don't need no awards, bro. You won. Oh, yeah, we did. We did. We did win. So there's that. And I mean, it was just cool. It was really cool to find out we were nominated. I think it's cool to have a podcast award show. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really cool. So, big shout out to the podcast award show for, you know, putting together, you know, an event for the city. I didn't really hear too much about mm-hmm. it or like I mean, see anything for and it and I it's wish so we, cool that it was going on it was no like disrespect to I guess we should have reached out to them and said that but like it was no disrespect but you know we really couldn't be there yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. we were not there at the moment so it was just going to be way too hard to get there but we really were honored to be nominated it's pretty cool yeah it was really really dope and thank you to everybody who voted for us um I think is there any? Oh, when are we dropping this? What day? Is, are Thursday. Gonna, Thursday. Happy birthday, Kristen. Yeah, I happy love birthday, you Kristen. so much. It's my sister's birthday. So tell her happy birthday. Hashtag happy birthday, Kristen. I love you, Kristen. Happy <laughs> birthday. Okay. Um, is that, is there anything else? Anything else? Should we just get down to the, to the tea now? Yeah. Let's get to the tea. What's our first... Oh, and I wanted to say this from last week, and then we can get to it. <coughs> oh, my God. You did that right in it, too. <coughs> I am so You're sorry. Okay. I'm so sorry. I tried that to... That was, like, right in my mouth. I tried... No, it Yes, was it was. My not. mouth was wide open. I tried to stop. That's crazy. Um, freak. I almost cussed. What was I going to say? Oh, I forgot. I completely forgot. That cough maybe. Oh, I was going to say, um, last week when I was talking about the new format of our show, blah, blah, blah. Well, a week later, we're just going to keep our show how it is. And <laughs> 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 just ignore whatever I was going through. Case rotation is just, it's it's like our child kind of. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. We can't change our child. Like We just have to let our child flourish. And you can be who your they, child. Yeah, but you should let them be who they are. Case is a great, a great place and a great but space for us. Case is us. Case is us. But, it's not like our child. And when are we? Okay, you're right. Case is us. So when have have we ever been like this, 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 and this? You know. I'm like that. I'm not. <laughs> We're like both very free people. So yeah, no, Case are, is yeah. very free too. So just you know, whatever. We've even had a couple episodes, which I thought was you know some of our best episodes when we don't have any topics. Like yeah, those are the scary episodes. When we're like, yeah. oh, we don't have any topics, but we just come in here and yeah, we usually come and crank stuff out. And it happens. All right, so yeah. let's dive on in. Where we going first? Uh, let's see. So on the, you know. We got to pepping this up. We sound sleepy. We got to pepping this up. I'm tired, bro. Like, I don't think <laughs> you understand how I feel. Like, I didn't go to bed till 1 o'clock, and I was up from 6 until I went to, you know. Yeah. Till I went to class. I haven't left campus, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's, it's not our list. It's currently three thirty. We gotta like we gotta give them No, nah, but they gotta take what we give can us give, some bro. good vibes. <clears throat> okay, so where are we going? First. Alright, we're going first. Put some pep in the step. Alright, I'm turning this dish <laughs> up. Uh, do we cuss on here? No. Do we ever decide? Okay. Do you wanna change I that mean, or are you cool with it? I don't 
really want to just because like okay cool yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i won't go there professionalism either. but okay hey shout out to all to. of our professional friends who yeah. are listening you're more than welcome to <laughs> you are more than welcome to listen this is a safe place no you're more than welcome to cuss oh i'm more than welcome I, i'm cool yeah um so yeah getting back into the mode of what our topic oh we got to stop too Sorry, loud. we are a mess. Um, no, it, it wasn't too loud, but it's cool. All right, getting back. I'm ready to do this whole episode over. Let's just, <laughs> let's just give them this, whatever. All right, take two. Yes. What up, y'all? <laughs> Welcome to season two of Case Rotation. My name is Box Jetson. Are we really doing this? No, no. It's still the same recording. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but okay. no, on the real though, like, remaining steadfast to our topics. Okay. Um, we're still going to touch on current events. We're still going to bring some of those tips that you guys like. We're still going to touch on mental health awareness. We're still going to touch on, you know, being supportive of friendships and cutting out toxicity. Sorry, I, I was going to say toxic relationships, but I wanted to say toxicity instead. So, yeah, if you, whichever one you want, you know what I'm saying? There's toxicity everywhere. But, you know, if you want to just keep it in the line of relationships and focus more on that, that's on you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, cut them troubled people out of your life. You know what I'm saying? Cutting off dead ends to maximize growth isn't just a hair quote. That's one of my favorites. Uh, but back to this topic at hand. You know what I'm saying? Um, topic number one I want to talk about today being September 10th, Tuesday. It is the kickoff of World Suicide Prevention Day. Um. This is a topic that hits home for me because, you know, with some of the practicum work that I do, we do a lot of outreach. We do a lot of working to destigmatize what it means to seek help for mental health issues. Uh, We feel that a lot of the reason why a lot of people don't get help is because the stigma attached to it. If we feel that, you know, your whole life you've been told that you're weak if you go to counseling or there's something wrong with seeking help. you know, you need to figure it out on your own. You know, whatever the messages you received about mental health awareness or seeking help for mental health concerns, there's a stigma tied to it. Like, and we still, we perpetuate these messages every day. Uh, so, like, what I am working to do is really destigmatize, do more outreach, talk more about what the benefits of counseling can be as opposed to, you know, talking about what how it was perceived back in the day or, you know, the way people were describing it as if it was just, you know, some bogus talk therapy, you're paying for a friend, like, I'm here to get rid of all that. Um, So with some of the work that I was doing, we are very interested in, you know, informing individuals of the danger of not having a handle on your mental health. you know, you can isolate yourself. You can refrain from engaging in activities that brought you joy. You could, you know, push people away out of your life. These are all signs that, you know, you may be getting into a sense of depression or you may not feel up to your normal speed or things may not be going on. A, things may not be going in your life as you would like them to. Um, you know, these are and you feel as if you don't have a hold on it anymore. You can't necessarily control it. These are all instances in which, like, Seeking professional help could be beneficial. You know, you could be able to bounce some ideas off of someone who is versed in providing coping skills or coping strategies or uh, replacement behaviors, replacement thought patterns, things like that. Like, you can just bounce so many ideas and, you know, determine 
solutions for your own life, determine what could be best for you. Uh, so with, you know, it being Suicide Prevention Day, World Suicide Prevention Day, what I, the initiative that I would like to push is, you know, make sure that you just check up on your strong friend. Like everybody has a strong friend. Everybody has that person that's always there for us, no matter what the situation is. They're always there to give a listening ear. They're empathic. They give great advice. Um, you know, what are some other qualities of a strong friend? Like um, you I mean, seem as if they got it all together. Yeah, they're always they're the friend that seems like they have it together. They're like checking on you and making like listening to you and your problems. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think you hit them. I'm here to tell you, you need that they don't have it all yeah. together. Like, they're <laughs> not okay. They're, they may be strong. Like, they may be the strongest person you know. They may be the strongest person that they know. But just think about what that can do to a person if they're constantly neglecting their own issues to deal with the issues of someone else. Like, they never get an opportunity to speak on their own, what's bothering them. Uh, they may have stigma toward mental health. See, well, seeking help for mental health. Um, you know, it could be a, a slew of things that are going on in their mind. And, you know, these are some of the things that we have to be mindful of when we are going through our daily interactions. So if you have that strong friend, send them a text, you know, hey, what's going on? I just wanted to check in with you. How's your life going? You know, how how are you feeling? You know, is there anything that I can do that could be of, of help? Or I feel like just in general, any of your friends, like I have friends who they know, like, oh, you know, I'm not at home and well I am in my new home but I'm not at my old home and so I have friends who just will check in and just like hey because I'm usually not the friend that'll be like oh my gosh let me vent and then like pour everything out so I have friends who will just text me like Dana in particular not to call her out but like Dana in particular she will text me at least once a week and be like hey like I just hope you're doing okay I hope you have a great week like Mm -hmm. if you need to talk like she's really good at doing that for me shout out to Dana so I think um like sometimes people they may not it may not seem like they need to talk or they it may not seem like there's anything wrong but getting those messages and I'm not saying like it feeds like like an ego thing like oh yeah check on me you know what I mean but sometimes if you don't feel comfortable all the time expressing yourself or like venting about stuff just knowing that somebody is there that cares enough to ask how you're doing it does mean a lot Mm -hmm. I feel like when I'm talking it sounds like I'm about to cry you do you look like you want to cry too because your eyes (laughs) but I'm not about to cry um I and I also want to you know, apologize on this podcast. No, this is cool. I mean, I just was curious where um, it was going. Because I'm like, I'm not in a good headspace right now. Like, I'm just, I'm just kind of going through the emotions, I think, because I'm very, very exhausted. And so I'm trying to be mindful of that and be mindful of your time. But I'm like, not good with words right now. <laughs> I'm usually a lot more articulate than this, but I'm just. You guys are just I'm having a hard time. Light, yeah. the light version. Yeah, yeah it's cool. Case light. So, um, um, yeah. But yeah, I feel the same way. Like, just like check on your friends, period. Yeah, because and this, genuinely do it. The suicidality, the suicide. Oh, God, sorry. Suicidal ideation. It's a disease, man, and like. There's so many more options. It doesn't have to be the end-all, be-all. Like, I love the concept of the semicolon tattoo because um, it kind of discusses, like, it's a pause, it's a break, it's a time to, like, you know, 
think about the next step, what is the next phase, rather than a period where it's more definite, it's the end, it's, it's, that's it. Um, so I love that people were, like, we were actually doing an event in which we had, like, some, um, what's it called, those little adhesive, self-adhesive tattoos mm-hmm. kind of things. Like, yeah, we had the semicolon and, like, you know, just being able to explain what that meant over and over and over and over and over again to the various people who came up and came up to our table. Like, it was, like, reiterating it for me. I didn't know and, what it meant until just now. Did mm-hmm. you just explain it? Yeah, it was, like, reiterating and it's, um, like, I love the symbolism behind the suicide prevention. Like, you know, nothing is definite. Nothing is the end. And, like, if you think about, um, like, the kids who are harming themselves. Like, these little kids, these little high school kids I think are taking that. their lives over, like, such trivial things think that won't that matter too. next week. And I'm like, when I was in high school, obviously, that's all I knew. So, it's like, I, I remember feel, not feeling suicidal, but feeling like, oh, my gosh, like... It cannot get worse than this. Like, this is just the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then looking back yeah, and being like, there. oh, my gosh. Like, I girl, you thought that was the bottom. I'm not going like, to school tomorrow. Like, I can't it's, it's, show my face. Yeah. Like, just being like, and thinking like, that that's it. And it, I understand because, like, that's all you, like, that's your world. Yeah. It's like, I don't even remember what half these people look like to, yeah. today. Like, the, yeah. the people I was worried about impressing or whatever. I don't remember what they look like. It's like people say this to kids, too, and I understand because, like, my parents would say stuff to me and I'd be like, oh, they don't know. They don't get it. But it's like the people in high school who, like, say things about you or even people today in adult world who, like, say things about you and are mean or whatever. Like, people suck. People are going to suck until, like, the end of time. Like, people suck. Mm -hmm. And I think... I mean, as a teenager, it's really hard to grasp that concept, but I feel like you kind of have to because it just, it really, it doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. You just kind of learn how to deal with it. Like, there isn't a place, well, I don't know if you feel like it, but for me, I don't feel like there's a place where I've gotten to and it's like, okay, you know what? People don't suck that bad. People (laughs) still suck. Yeah. It's just like in high school, it's like I got to be around all the suckiness. Like as an adult, it's like, all right, you can... Most people that I think that suck are like people at work or like, I don't know, like people in the store, like just interactions where it's like, I don't have to deal with you. Mm -hmm. So I just, I don't know. The way you interact with people changes. Yeah. I don't know. But I just, I do feel bad for kids because they do see that. Especially the young ones, like elementary kids. That's always the saddest to me. Like, it's like elementary school. Just think about some of the messages that they're getting. And why are people that mean? Like, in L, I get it. But, like, why are you that mean? Like, there was, like, some young kid. or well, several young kids. But, ooh, people, like, young kids who kill themselves in elementary school because, like, people make fun of them for being gay. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like... I mean, I understand that these kids are taught this at home and stuff, or, like, they hear other people say it, but it's just, like, to think, like, an eight-year-old going home and, like, hanging themselves because somebody made fun of them. Yeah, that's so sad. That's awful. Eight years old. Mm -hmm. Like, it's heartbreaking. So, just be better people. We were just trying to, like, have the fastest race time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we weren't. I don't know, the stuff that kids are concerned with nowadays... It's so just, different, yeah, right? Yeah. It's so different, like, I the concerns never about some of the stuff that, that kids have these days. Yeah. I would never think about half the stuff that these kids are concerned with. So, 
I guess my message for World Suicide is it week World Suicide Prevention was Day? World Suicide week? Prevention and Awareness Week week, but today is World okay. Suicide Prevention. Day. So what I have to say about that is, I feel like we should all take an initiative to be better people, and I don't just be kind. Like it takes two just seconds to like smile at someone. What's like that just one, be nice to people. Who's that one Viner dude? I think his name was Fresh or something. He was like a real skinny dude with glasses. I mean, they don't take nothing to show a mother of love. You know what I'm saying? It, it don't cost don't. nothing to show it it love, don't. man. Like, just be nice. Like, it don't cost nothing and to show love. And if you can't be nice, just shut your mouth. Like, yeah, my mom told me that. <laughs> like, just you ain't shut got your say. mouth. You ain't got nothing to say, bro. Don't say nothing at all, bro. Because, like, words are so powerful. So just, like... That's probably why Be a good person. That's probably why God was, uh, he ain't had nothing to say to Liz. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was funny. (laughs) Anyway. No, but for real. uh, Just like, please be mindful of your interactions with people. You don't know what people are going through. For a joke. I know. I know. Funny. I know. Would it be me if I didn't have inappropriate <laughs> jokes? Um, but no, on a serious note, like check on your strong friends. Make sure they're good. Um, check on your friends. Check on your friends. Check on your friends. Check on your friends. Be mindful of your interactions with people, whether they be strangers, people that you dislike, people that you like, you love, your family members. Uh, just be mindful. Yeah. And that's on period. That's on period, poo. Poo. Where are we going next? Um... So, yeah, something that, well, I had already known in my heart of hearts, but I didn't really... You keep going. I didn't really... Like, I'd known it in my heart of hearts that this is what it was, but I didn't have the evidence to support my my thought process. But the Mac Miller situation. So I've been quiet on that. Um... Like, just because, personally, he is still one of the harder celebrity deaths for me to talk about. That was about. really hard for you. Yeah, so, like, even now I can feel myself getting kind of, like, a little worked up, but I'm trying to dug it out. We can go somewhere else. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Like, it was just one of the harder ones for me because with Mac... Like, I felt that through listening to his music growing up, especially, like, I was able to further solidify and cement my idea of me or, like, my own image and my own, like, well-being just from listening to him and artists like him during that time. Like, there was, you know, around that time, like, that's when I was really coming into my own as a person. And so, like, some of the music that... Mac was putting out or Currency and Wiz and Big Sean and Tyga like when in Wale like that was like their core of coming into uh, the game like they all came in kind of together so like that whole group of guys was just like very pivotal in not I won't say helping me establish an identity but like they assisted it was a unique time yeah it was like that was the it cargo was really chuck. Un- snack it was a really time. unique like, time. Anybody who know me like that's like that's that. If you thought about high school box, that's what you look. That's what you see. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, just like the music that he made, like he always, it always hit home for me. Like some of the subject matter that he talked about, like it would, um, like it was just always something that he always had a way to resonate with me. So when he passed, like he was one of the first celebrities that I ever been in denial about. Like any other celebrity, it's like, oh yeah, like that's crazy. Like I'm sorry they died. But with Mac, like for weeks, I wouldn't even believe it. Like I wouldn't read about him. I stopped listening to his music. Like I stopped doing a lot. Um, he is a situation in which I feel is like one of the rare cases of like the importance of being the importance of suicide awareness and the importance of suicide prevention. Like while he didn't commit suicide, it wasn't his intention to commit suicide. Uh, the pain that he was experiencing felt better to be masked by drugs and self-medication. And lots of it. And lots of it. Did you read the text messages? Mm-hmm. Okay. And lots of it. Rather than to, you know, express that to a mental health professional, a friend, a, a confidant, what have you. Uh, so that for me was just like kind of alarming. Like Mac seems like the kind of like, especially the way that people talked about him, like how he was such a great guy, uh, from Ariana to Snoop Dogg to Wiz Khalifa to to. Uh, Literally everybody. Literally everyone. Like, yeah, like, I can't think of, a I can't who think of anybody who said anything bad about him. Yeah, like they always have positive things to say about him. That puts me in the mindset of a strong friend. Yeah. Like he's the person who, like, if you got an issue, you hit up Mac. If you were feeling down, you call Mac. He's going to make you laugh. But it's like, where was that for him? Like, where was his companions to say, come on, bro, like, you don't need that much. Like, just go ahead and get you a little ounce of, of cushion, you know what I'm saying? Pop one, a half Zan or something. Like, it, like where were the people that was, like, in his corner if not trying to at least moderate what he was doing, but at least, you know, let them know that he was, they were in his corner, so he didn't need to go that route. Um, so I was, like, already, like, I, uh, like, I'm feeling, like, a bunch of different things about yeah. it, and I'm trying to find the way to, like, streamline it and put it into words, but it's not. Like, it sounds like anger. Yeah, kind of. It's pretty, <laughs> but anger is, you know... That's not my umbrella term. Yeah. So I don't know what is... I mean, grief. Yeah. And it's probably strange grieving someone you did not know. Yeah. But uh, for me, I was going to say, we don't know him personally, so I I don't want to say, like, where were his friends? Where were his family? I imagine there were people who, like, tried. But, like, imagine... Because I, like, read the text messages. I won't go into details about them, but I read the text messages because the guy who sold him the drugs is being charged Mm -hmm. now. So I was reading the text messages, and honestly, it was just, it was sad. It was just really sad, and it was, it just made, I wouldn't look at him and think that that was who he was. Like, he was just, like, very desperate for drugs. Mm -hmm. Um. And I mean, I imagine that there were people in his life that were like trying, like, come on, like you're better than this, you don't need this. But it's like it's an it's an illness. It is an illness. And I think people have the wrong attitude. So I don't watch Snowfall, but I watch Box Watch It. And I know a lot of you guys watch it. Well, at least from my timeline, you guys watch it. Um 
so one thing I've really been thinking a lot about is just like drug addiction and how it's approached through society and like just seeing like how crack got brought into this neighborhood and like just how it's destroying the neighborhood and how people are reacting to it and of course, not to like be shady or anything but it made me think a lot about Whitney Houston mm-hmm. and how like people always made jokes about her and called her and even how like today people will say the term like oh you're a crackhead da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. okay and then I think about like heroin and how oh my gosh heroin it's an epidemic we have to do something we have to help these people these poor people I literally took a class one time and the instructor suggested that we all go buy the what is it called Narcan Narcan and carry it with us and if we see someone who needs it that we should give that to them mm-hmm. and I was just like appalled not saying that we shouldn't I mean for me personally I'm not going to be funny I probably wouldn't approach the situation I'd call the police I saw someone overdose before actually mm-hmm. and I called the police mm-hmm. but um I know yeah well I thought they were I hope they weren't it was like I, it was like years a year or two ago mm-hmm. at Kroger um but I went in and like I was like yeah I think somebody's passed out knocked out in the car and they called the police and they were overdose mm-hmm. um but I just think the approach is very different this doesn't have to do with Mac but I just wanted to say it so I, it's changing how I look at drugs and like addiction and I think people need to recognize it as an illness I'm sure if Mac Miller was like if he didn't have an illness he wouldn't be like oh you know like I just need these drugs like you know it's hard of course who wants to be on drugs like drugs that you know are bad for you and that are going to kill you Yeah. who wants to do that in their right mind like he had an illness and it, I feel bad because I feel like he, he did want to overcome it. For some reason. I don't know him. But I feel like for some reason he did really want to overcome it. And it was just, it's a very strong illness. And he I, always has songs about like how he would, like he had fear of, you know, getting too far into it. Uh, or he'd have songs about, like, I don't know. And this kind of made me want to stop listening to him because he has songs where he would say like, you know, I experiment with drugs, but I'll never mess with ABC. And then it's like, your next album, he's talking about experimenting with ABC. And it's like, why, bro? <laughs> like, why are you doing that? But, it, I mean, you it's not something for us to understand. Like, it is an addiction. Like, it's a sickness. It's an illness. and We need to change our attitudes towards yeah. it is what basically where I took the long way to say. We need to change our attitudes towards it. But, like, I think that's hard to do because this attitude toward addiction began during the Reaganomics. Exactly. You know, Reagan and that's where Bush Snowball administration. Came yeah. Yeah. So it's like the war on drugs is what initiated this idea toward individuals who mm-hmm. were doing drugs. It's a matter of, you know, why don't you just stop and just exactly. say no? Yeah. But it's like so then it was just say no. But now it's hitting the suburbs, it's hitting these rural we communities, it's hitting these young white kids. And it's like now it's an epidemic. It's, yeah. It's, a, uh, it's something that we all we need all to be need concerned to about. about. We yeah. all need to like, change our approach on it. Mm-hmm. Am I mad that the approach is being changed? No. Mm-mm. But I, you can't expect 40... Yeah. 40-something years, no, 30-something years of work to be undone like that. Yeah. Mm. Especially when, I mean, to this day, people still call Whitney Houston a crackhead, and people still use that term. It's like Whitney. I got a Whitney Houston shirt on right that now. That is actually And beautiful. I got several compliments on it. And then it's crazy because, like, okay, Whitney Houston, 
arguably the greatest of all time. No, not arguably. I mean, there's some people who would debate it. That's why I'm saying. <laughs> well, the greatest singer of all time. And it's like we be, well, you belittle her <laughs> to a crackhead. Yeah. It's like, why don't we feel bad for her? Why don't we, like when Mac died, I, I did see people say like, oh, he should have, shouldn't have done drugs, da, da, da. But I mostly saw people like, they're sympathetic mm-hmm. towards him. Yeah. And I'm not saying he didn't deserve it because I do think that he did. But it's like, where was that for Whitney Houston? She obviously had an illness, a very bad illness. And I feel like she really tried to overcome that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I want... I want it to be the same energy on both sides of the, like, coin. And I'm not saying it to be, like, well, why are you bringing up crack? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just, like, it's kind of like a slap in the face to see it. Because people still talk about her in that way. It is, though. Like, Whitney Houston is a person of color. She's a minority. Yeah. She's a woman. She's a woman. Like, there's so many intersecting identities that make people not care about her case. It's just sad. If I can't identify with you, if I feel like it can't happen to me, why do I need to care? Like, that's just the hegemonic society that we live in. But when you, when it affects someone that is closer to you, or like it starts working its way into your home, like you begin to identify with the very people that you were dis- that you despised. Like that's when it becomes important. That's when it becomes a, a need for a conversation, a need for change. Um, so yeah, like it's easy to call Whitney Houston a crackhead because she was a black woman addicted to drugs and a very straight. Excuse me, a very cis head white male world so it's like when individuals who look like that are getting hooked on heroin now it's, it's time to care now it's like okay well we got bigger problems buddy yeah. we got people on heroin but basically what I wanted to ask you is do you think that that guy should go to jail if he knew what he was doing absolutely do you think he knew I don't know I, I guess there's like no way to tell right yeah, there's no way to really tell well I think they're going to get him anyway I don't necessarily think he knew, but also I don't, I guess I don't really know how drug dealers think. I don't imagine he's the guy on the top that's like, okay, I know that these aren't, because basically they were fake pills. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, I don't think he's the guy that's like getting the drugs. I feel like he's just like, he's working for the guy. Yeah. So I don't personally think he knew, but... As you were talking about it, like, I don't know, like I said, I try to like not think too much about the details of the case because like it is still... Difficult, um, but like I guess, like even as you were explaining that, what I was thinking was like, if he's sitting, what if he was begging for, you know, a I mean, certain he essentially of, was. Yeah, he begging for a certain amount. Dude, don't have that much, so he's like, I gotta compensate with this other stuff that we have. Like that's where my mind kind of went. I don't know if that's what happened. But he got them from two different people. Like, it was too, like, he asked the guy that they got, he had texted him, asked him, and the dude was kind of taking forever. Well, it was like an hour or so. And so he texted someone else. And then they, the girl, like, she sent a girl over to, like, you know, hang out with him. Mm-hmm. And she brought drugs. So he also had, the guy eventually brought the drugs too, but his drugs were the fake drugs. So mm-hmm. he had drugs from this other dealer and that guy. Okay. So I don't know. 
I mean, either way, it's crappy. It is, yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty sad. Those text messages are pretty sad. I think it's all pretty sad. Mm-hmm. Anyways. It's whack, bro. Yeah, let's go. Let's move on. Antonio Brown, go ahead. Oh, that's what you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really have much to say, but, I like, either. I just, I, um, I'm really, really fed up with, you know, especially white men, bro. I get so fed up with hearing white men. But, you know, to not specify, I'm going to say people in general, fans in general. Like, you have so much to say about what he's doing, bro. And it's like, nobody has to live that life but him. It's like, yeah, you're you're an athlete, boy. You signed a contract. You signed a contract and you need to abide by your contract. Like, bro, shut up, bro. Like, that contract don't mean nothing if they're not doing or upholding their end of the deal, bro. Like, it's like, why do the the athletes always have to be the ones who are... Basically, it's like, be a slave. Like, do what you're told, when you're told. I mean, that's what it is. Whether you like it or not. Like, the man said a million... Everybody's like, you know, what's wrong with his mind? What's wrong with his mind? Like, no, y'all need to be figuring out what's wrong with everybody else's mind who is afraid to advocate for themselves. Like, when it came to the Steelers, it was a matter of... You know what? I'm not. I don't care, bro. If y'all not, if y'all not gonna play by my rules, if y'all want me to play, you're gonna have to play by my rules. Like, because <laughs> I mean, it's his body. Yeah, it's my body. Like, I'm the one that's gonna be brain dead after this. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm, I, if I can't advocate for my self in that regard, then I'm at least gonna advocate in other avenues. So it's like, if you're not gonna, and I, I, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know the full circumstance of the scenario because, like I said, like as y'all would know, I haven't watched. Yeah, we NFL don't watch in the years. NFL. Over yeah. here. So I haven't watched NFL that. in years, but I see so much on Twitter and whatnot. So I don't know if it was over money or what or blah, 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 blah. But the way I look at it is if an organization is not upholding their end of the contract, why is it that the employee has to uphold his end of the contract and, like, remain miserable regardless of what's going on? Like, A.B., I admire him so much because, you know, he goes for what he wants. He um, he doesn't care about the naysayers. Like, there's so many people who are talking negative, mm-hmm. negatively about him. He's not concerned about what anyone has to say. He's concerned with how he feels, how uh, his well-being, his self-care. Like, you know, those are the things that we need to be looking at and admiring and not asking why. What's wrong? Like, it's not something wrong just because the man is People are used to it. Yeah, people are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they want you to sit there and just be just like, take oh, it. you should be grateful. You're earning millions yeah. of dollars. It's like, I get it. Let me tell you, I think a lot of football players are spineless or athletes yeah, in general. I think a lot of them are spineless. They are. It's like, you're making millions of dollars and that's great. And it's nothing wrong with it because that was your goal to make money, take care of your family, whatever you want to do with it, marry your white girl, mm. whatever you wanted to do with it. That's cool. But at what cost? But my issue is, it's like, at the end of the day, you're only going to play for X amount of years. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, you're not like a LeBron James where yeah. it's like we're going to talk about you forever. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, you're going to make all this money. But like, I don't know. To me, it's just like really, really nicely compensated slavery. It is. And it's just like I've, I don't really know the whole story about him. And honestly, I don't really care. Um, but I think... Like, people, even when it went back to, like, the protesting thing and people were like, well, 
you know, we shouldn't expect them to protest. Like, this is their job. This is how they take care of their families. Da, 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 da. It's just like you're working for a company who speaks about people who look like you, mm-hmm. like, in that way, and that's okay. Yeah. People are telling you, you work for a company that tells you, like, oh, you can't protest. You can't say this. You have to sit. You're a football player. Go play football. And it's Bro, like, I wish this program would tell me. I that. feel like there are people who really, there are football players or basketball players or whatever sport that feel like, oh, well, you know what? That is what I am. I'm a whatever player. That's what I do. I don't get involved in that stuff. And I feel like that's spineless it because is. at the end of the day, when you're, you don't run as fast and you, whatever, you can't lift as much. It's like, all right, you're not going to be a football player forever. And then what are you? What's your identity then, Bob? Like, so you better be jumping on the train to cement yourself in history the correct way, like, as opposed to... It's like, is those couple millions worth? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I guess so. I don't have them, so maybe it is, but... I guess so. But anyway, I, yeah. I, I'm proud of him, though. Yeah. I love you, bro. <laughs> and if nobody else supports you, I support you, bro. And I don't I'm, even like the NFL. Yeah, I don't like the NFL no more. Uh, I will consider watching again if Cap gets a, a roster That's spot. the only way for me. That's the only way I'm going to watch again. Um, but even the team that Antonio Brown went to, I'm not going to say their names, <laughs> but they are my old favorite team. They were my first favorite pro football team ever. Um, but the worst person. But they're the ever. worst people ever. They're um, the worst coach and the worst quarterback ever. So I don't, <laughs> I don't support them anymore. And then also, this is real quick. I really don't want to go into this, but like Twitter talked about this for forever with the Jay Z thing and the NFL. It's just like I feel like anybody or anything could just put like Jay Z on it, and it's just like black approved. Mm-hmm. It's just like just because Jay Z signed on does not mean that this is a good it's a good idea. This yeah, inspire change thing is crap. And the second that you guys decide to be honest about that is like when we can actually have a real conversation. It's whack. Like it's bro. it's whack. The inspire change was to help young black men cut their locks off. Bro. That's a that's a like a program and, and that like, they partnered they endorsed, with. Yeah, yeah. And it's like this is. This is what we were supposed to be excited about. Like, this is what we were supposed <laughs> to have hope. Like, oh, I have locks, bro. Like, so I'm being, that's a message being delivered to me that if I want to survive in a corporate setting, then I have to cut my hair. It's like, what type of messages are we giving to our children? Like, I'm way more strong-minded than what I was as a teenager. So just imagine someone who isn't as mm-hmm. sure of themselves as I am. And I'm not even completely sure of myself. But it's like, imagine somebody who's not as aware as sure like they probably want to go cut their locks like the next day when really there's beauty in that and like, I, there's history in that there's rich history in it i get it like people feel like well jay-z is so smart and he teaches us so much so just sit back and watch but sometimes it's just like at the end of the day you have to be honest about it jay-z is a businessman first he is a businessman. and i feel like people you guys put him on this god pedestal it's like he's leading black people and it's just like I mean, Jay-Z, I do think he drops gems every now and then. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's like Jay-Z is very, like, one-track yeah. business. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. But, I like, don't try to make me feel like, okay, well, the NFL's cool now. Yeah, they did cap wrong, but I'm working with them now, so it's cool. It's black yeah. approved. It's like, no. It's like, no, it's still not cool. It's, it's still, still wrong. It's a band yeah, yeah, cap got paid, but it's still wrong. The whole situation, black people should still be able to protest to this day in yeah. the NFL if they want to. Yeah. It's wrong. Yeah. So I don't think, um, I know people are saying, well, let's sit back and see what Jay-Z does. I don't really, really care what he does. If, if cap is not playing or... 
they're not actually sitting down and like talking to these owners and educating them because I know a lot of people say, well, we're not educated about it. It's like, what do we need to be educated about? Yeah. Like they're the ones with the issue mm-hmm. of protesting yeah. police brutality. So they obviously need the education. Yeah. So unless Jay-Z is giving that education, it's really nothing that I really care to hear about. Yeah. So just quit blindly following people just because they're your favorite rapper or they're <laughs> married to your favorite singer. Yeah. Let's stop I doing that. that. I'm with you on that. <laughs> and have your own opinion, bro. Yeah. And like, like be your own person. It was people saying, like, yeah, I'm not gonna stand for people trying to <laughs> try to trash the image of Jay Z. It's like, bro, like he's so drunk. I mean, he could do that mom. on his own. He's so cracked to his mom, bro. He, and he stabbed on, his best he friend. He cheated on his wife. Yeah, he like, cheated on the second most beautiful woman in the universe. Like, like, and he, which was his wife, and he stabbed his best friend over a girl. So it's just like it was like it ain't like he got a beautiful track he's record. Just amazing, he is great guy. upstanding Lupe Fiasco gentleman. <laughs> like, nah, this, he trash too. Like he's done trash stuff, bro. And we can all be trash. And if yeah. we can all be trash, he can too. Yeah. So it's just so like I'm don't just don't blindly have an opinion just because your fave does. Yeah. Like actually think. Yeah. This kind of goes back to the Kanye thing, but I'm not going into him. But just like think. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, use your mind. <laughs> Use your mind. We out here fighting for our lives. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, real quick, we got like just three quick more things. Um, as the resident TLC superstan, <clears throat> really left eye superstan. <laughs> Chili, you're wrong. Damn, bro. You are so mean. I know people were people, <laughs> people were saying, no, it's not mean. Like, if she doesn't look like mean. her. But it was nasty. And apparently she does this often where, like, if people are like, oh, so-and-so, somebody said I look like Chili. And they'll be like, no, we don't look alike. And it's just like, okay, Chili, like, you're cute. But you also need to, like, relax. Like, I understand. Like, people will tell people that like sometimes when people say like oh you look like this person or so and so looks like you and I see them and I'll just be like how did they see it mm-hmm. but I'll just probably I'll say something like oh like I don't see it but okay like mm-hmm. I'm not rude or no we don't unless it's like super far-fetched where it's like we don't look alike but it's just like this young girl could be a fan mm-hmm. y'all don't have many of those left no shade about five years yeah and it's not yeah and it's not like you know, left eye is still around to where it's like people care. Yeah. So it's just like no shade. We, we don't really care. Yeah. So and I still am a super fan, still. But it was mean. I thought it could, she just could have replied and said like a smiley face or something. Yeah, or she's so pretty. Like, oh, you're so pretty. Yeah, you don't have to say. But then it was crazy because apparently people like went into like the archives and found a picture of Karuchi. And she was commenting on Karuchi's pictures, like, oh my gosh, my baby sister, like, we're twins, da da da. And it's just like, really? Mm-hmm. You think you and Karuchi are twins? Right. Granted, I, do, I don't think that her and that girl looked alike. But I just thought it was something like, the girl was obviously a young girl. She was not around when they were in their prime and popping. Yeah, she seemed like she so was, it was just like, like 16. You could have had 18. a fan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was she, the younger generation. Yeah, she would have probably played your old joint at the next kickback. Yeah, like, I don't know. You just don't. I just thought it was me. It just felt because of her age and just like, it just felt mean to me. It, it felt unnecessary. So, mm-hmm. Chili, that was not nice. <laughs> um, and then real quick, uh, Jeannie, the girl from the 
Is it the real? Yeah. The one with Tia, that Tamara, the one that got a... Yeah, the real. Okay, cool. So I used to like that show. I don't really watch it anymore. But shout out to Tamar. Yeah, shout out to Tamar. <laughs> um, I don't know much about that show. It was My a really good show. Once My mom stopped once Tamar got... It kind of got boring once Tamar yeah. left. Mm-hmm. Tamartians. Yeah. Are you a Tamartian? No. <laughs> I like Tamar. Tamar is just so, like... She's, like, a lot. Yeah. But, but I like her. Um... But I, I like Tony Braxton a lot, so I think that's why. But, um, so she's dating young Jeezy. I used to be a super Jeezy fan, like, Boo. years ago when I was, like, in 11th grade. Boo. So if any of my old friends are listening to that, listening to this, they probably remember that. Boo. But, um, Gucci. I liked Gucci, too. I didn't get in the beef. I liked them both. Um, but he's dating Jeannie, the, oh, yeah. Okay, never mind, sorry. He's dating Jeannie from The Real. So people, like, went back into the archives and found, like, this video where she was talking about when she was younger, I guess, like, she liked to date dark meat, but then she, like, only would settle with, like, light meat, basically, is what she was saying. So basically, like, oh, date the black guys, have sex with the black guys, but marry a a white guy, or maybe Asian, I don't know. I just thought that was like gross and like just grossly offensive, and I couldn't believe she said it on TV (laughs) with a black, two black women on the panel. I don't know. What was your reaction to that? You could tell Tia was very. Why do I keep calling her Tia? Because she is not the one that dates the Republican. Because Tia's the important one. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta cough. You gotta get that together, bro. It sounds like you got uh, a race car in that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, Tamara. Look, you could tell she was very like caught off guard, like like what is she yeah. like I can't believe she's even saying this. Mm-hmm. Um, but not trying to be funny, I feel like a lot of non black women of color say that. Or feel things maybe they don't say it, but they feel things like that. I remember I had a girl, she was Filipino, she told me, she said, she was dating a black guy, and she told me, she's like, yeah, I think your husband is white. She's like, I think you should date a white guy. Basically telling me that, like, black men don't really date black girls. <laughs> and so she was like, yeah, I think your husband's a white guy. So it's just crazy, because, you know, my husband's totally a black guy, and her boyfriend's a black guy. Just her boyfriend. But anyway. Um, I mean, I just, I, cause it was wrong. It's wrong to say that. And I couldn't believe she said that on the panel yeah, that's, in front of a live audience. Like it a, felt comfortable. I just want to objectify yeah. black guys. So then. And now she's dating with Jeezy. So I wonder if he's going to be the dark meat that gets to marry her. I hope not. I hope not either. And then lastly, well, not last, but current event last. Chrissy Teigen. I don't want to say anything like go into detail. I just wanted to say thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I really just wanted to say thank you. I've chosen to stand. Yeah, I was very, very, very. Well, no, we were already kind of on our way to stand. I was always a stand. She did something that I didn't like. Because I used to like her, and then she did something that I was like, ooh. But but now I'm back. I've always been a Chrissy Teigen stand. And uh, when I saw that, I was like just blown away. Because like, I saw, it was hilarious. you know, originally the tweet that I saw was was John Legend's, like where he was saying, 
something, something, my filthy, you please don't make this trend, my filthy mouth, wife, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. But it's like they were trying not to, it was just funny because he was like, you could tell he wanted it to trend, but he was just pushing for it not to trend while making it trend. I feel and like. And I thought it was just like a very petty thing that I would have done. Have you ever heard of the show Feud by, um, man, I can't remember his name, Ryan something, but he did Feud. It was about Betty Davis, and I can't remember the other one's name. Well, it was a really good show, and they were going to do Princess Diana. I don't know who. Oh, they're doing Feud. They're, the next season, they're doing Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky, the next season. I feel like her, uh, Chrissy Teigen, and 45 have an amazing feud. And one day I'd like to see it documented mm-hmm. on that show. Yeah. I, I have chosen to stand for her. I love that tweet. It was a great tweet to wake up to. <laughs> okay. You got anything else you want to go into before I get... Was it Pab... Po- Pab... Pab Botus? Yeah. <laughs> and it, he's probably, like, so mad about it, too. It was probably, like, took up most of his day. He didn't even, like, handle official business. Yeah, he's, I'm like, dealing with her. She might go missing, bro. I hope she doesn't. She better chill out. She do need to chill, bro. She does need to show, but that was funny. Okay, so for me, um, something I wanted to talk about was uh, how we measure our own success, and let me tell you why. So last week, we dropped our episode of the podcast, and we kind of had some technical difficulties, so it like it didn't really drop on Thursday. I think we dropped it maybe on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just kind of low-key. like It wasn't like we didn't post too much about it. It wasn't like a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um and so, I was thinking about, like, just how so, how there are so many people who do podcasts, so many people who do YouTube, music, whatever, all everything. So many people do everything. And I was thinking, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I apologize. You're right. Oh, my gosh. I just said, we just said last week we were not apologizing, and then there I go. Well, I apologized about my energy, you know. Okay. Well... I mean, I do need to apologize for coughing in their ear. That's gross. <laughs> so I do yeah, apologize. That's, that's not apologize cool, guys. But um, so I'm going to have a moment of transparency. I was thinking when I posted the episode, I'm like, uh, like, I don't know. I just felt kind of like down about it. I'm like, there's so many popular podcasts and this and this and that. Um, and then... I talked to a friend from high school, and we were talking about we have a reunion coming up. I won't say what year, but we have a reunion coming up. <laughs> and uh, <coughs> you are so childish <laughs> and rude. <laughs> it's not ten, <laughs> <laughs> but um, we have a reunion coming up. So in like thinking about the podcast, and then like other ventures that I'm working on that I'm not ready to talk about. Um, and then my reunion, I started comparing, which is, like, the worst to do. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know, we've been doing this podcast for two years. Like, we should be at these type of numbers and doing this, 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 and this. And I had to take a step back and just, you know, tell myself, like, look, everybody's on their own timeline. I think a lot of us like to be like, well, because this is how we're kind of raised. Society shows us, okay, at this age, I want to be here. I want to be doing this. I want to blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, so from the time we started this podcast to now, so much happened. Like, our life changed so much. And 
what I basically told myself is like, you can't compare your craft to someone else's. You really can't. You can't compare your success to someone else's. And what success looks like to someone else could not be success for me. So I have to have my own determination of what success means. And I cannot compare what other people think success should mean for me or my podcast or like what other people would think success means for them. So that's what I've been this week. I've really been just like trying to focus because I love to, I research a lot. So like I'll listen to tons of podcasts. I'll watch lots of YouTube videos. I'll listen to lots of music. And then I'll just like, it'll be like compare city. And it's just like, you know, I want to be able to do those things, but also appreciate what I'm doing and not have it take away from what I'm doing or make me feel bad because if I think, you know, dang, we're doing the same thing and look at them, look at me. And it's really hard to do that. But you have to, like, get to a place where it's just like, you know, I can only focus on me. I can only focus on this vision I have for myself. And I can't, if I'm comparing to the people to the right and the left of me, I'm not looking forward. And that's, like, where I need to be headed. That's true. So do you ever, like, I don't know, have to deal with, like how you view success or like comparing yourself to, or just like any of that in general or even in yeah. regards to the podcast. Yeah, everyone does. Like, um, I know a lot of people do, but they're not transparent about it. Like people act yeah. like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't see what anybody else is doing. I'm focused on me and I'm working on me. And- That's a lie because like, then you wouldn't be able to do anything. Yeah. Like if, if all you're focused on is what you're doing, how can you learn? Yeah. You're just doing the same thing over and over again. Um, but... Yeah, like, I think everybody always has those comparisons. Like, uh, even with my cohort, sometimes I'd be like, man, like, dang, bro, you're such a good writer. Like, what's up, man? Like, what's the secret? And then I get to thinking that my writing isn't as good. And they'll turn mm-hmm. around and be like, you know, what are you talking about? Like, your writing is excellent. Like, I wish I could write like you. Like, and then it's just, like, anytime we have those conversations like that, it's a matter of me getting back to the, you know, I'm my biggest critic thing. Mm. I can't compare my daily living to someone's highlights. Like, I can't compare my last week to somebody's highlights. You know what we were supposed to talk about? What? Being present. Remember last week we were like, oh my gosh, we could go there after this. No, nah, we can go there next week because we can start around time. No. We, look oh my go. gosh, guys, we can't be present again. I mean, we can be present. We don't got to talk about it. Well, I mean, talk about being present again. I'm not present. I'm tired. I told you. <laughs> well, yeah, this would not be, have been a good episode yeah, to talk about I'm being not present, present right actually. Now. You're right. Okay, but yeah, back to you. I forget what I'm saying. You were talking about com- you're comparing your biggest critic and comparing yourself to, like, people in your cohort and stuff like that. Yeah, so, like, you'll... You'll always be, like, it just brings me back to the mindset of, like, I'm always my biggest critic. I may be doing something ten times better than what I think I'm doing it, but just because I'm very self-critical and uh, sometimes self-deprecating when I'm doing things, like, that kind of gets in the way. Yeah. Um, And, like, I was even having a conversation today, like, we just wrote an essay about, like, our personal philosophy. And this was probably, I think it was only a five to ten page paper, but it was probably the hardest paper that I've ever had to write in my life. Yeah, and, like, I'm sitting there asking Nish about, like, certain topics and, like, certain 
uh, core concepts and stuff. Like, hey, what do we think about, like, morality? <laughs> like, just stuff like that. Um, and it was just hard to, like, write that. But in class today, we had a discussion about, like, how the paper went, like, how it was for us, blah, blah, blah. So it gets to me, of course, and I'm like, I loved reading the book. Because like, I love reading philosophical thought. I just hate engaging in it. So I'm like... I loved reading the book. The book was amazing. But when it came down to write, like, I know what I feel. I know what I think. I know what is in there internally for me. But actually articulating and putting those into words, putting those feelings and thoughts into words is, was very difficult. So then from that, she was like, you know, okay, so what were some of the feelings associated with you not being able to articulate what you thought? I'm like, you know, there was some frustration. It was some anxiety. Like, I felt like, you know, maybe I was not... Giving it my all, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So then from there, it was like, you know, okay, even with that, like, even with, even in what I felt was a failure, like, she was able to do a positive reframe and help me give a different perspective. So she was saying, um, okay, so even with that, like, you, you did get the paper done. Like, you may not have, you may not have expressed yourself in a way that you would have liked to or wanted to or even the way that you thought that I would have wanted you to but you did get it done um, and that alone is something that you will be able to empathize with clients and connect on a like on a more personal level because like everybody has those instances in their life where they feel like they can't articulate they mm-hmm. can't necessarily get their thoughts into words and it's frustrating and just being able to have that experience knowing what it's like like it makes you more Empathic to individuals who have experienced that as well. Mm-hmm. So, in the long-windedness, what I'm saying that to say is, there's always beauty in like what we may think is trash. So, like being a big critic, like you may not necessarily see the value of the work that you're putting out. You may not see the value of everything that you're doing, but it is still there. Like, and it is still very much real and you just gotta tap into it and that's how I started to feel about like our podcast like cause I was just just doing a lot and um I told myself it's like as long as you bring your best self here I mean this is not like my best self (laughs) being sick but my best self as a sick person yes like as long as you bring your best self and like, it makes you happy, then it's just, like, if you listen to it, you listen to it. If you don't, you don't. Like, but I can't do something and then abandon it because I feel like, oh, well, this person has done a podcast and they have this many listeners and mm-hmm. this much interaction. You know, it's just, like, I can only be genuine and do the work that I need to do. Yeah. And then, that's you know, that's all mm-hmm. I can do. So... I've just learned that I've got to decide what success looks like for me and then that be my vision. I can't compare what somebody thinks success is to them or what somebody else thinks success is for me. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm the only person who knows what success, what success is for me. And in addition to that, you're the only person who has to deal with the consequences of what that success looks like. Absolutely. Or what it doesn't look like. Absolutely. And what I mean by that is if you define success based on what somebody else has quantified success as and you don't reach that, then whatever happens as a result is on you. Mm-hmm. Like it's solely on you because you allowed yourself to get into that headspace and think that that was what you were wanting. But really it's like, no, that's what someone else wanted me to want. <laughs> I'd like, yeah. you know, like it's, I feel yeah. like a lot of times people get into that mindset and like with social media and they'll see 
what other people, what their goals are and stuff. And they'll be like, okay, well, maybe this is what my goal should be. Mm-hmm. And it's like they go out seeking something and it doesn't give you fulfillment. And it's just because you're doing it for the wrong reason. Yeah. So it's like, don't go like, oh, this person has a podcast. So maybe like, that's what I'll do. I'll make a podcast. And it's just like, if that's not where your heart is, if that's not like where you, if you're not going to put that effort and time in, it's not going to be success for you. It's going to just mm-hmm. be like, okay. Yeah what next Mm -hmm. like don't get your ideas of success from social media and people who you don't know Mm -hmm. or people who just like i I feel like a lot of people are just like posers and they don't really know what they think success is for them they just kind of feel like they're kind of told what success should look like yeah and then that's what they search after and that's why people are unhappy yeah that's a really good point and i think that's there's so much truth to that statement it's like we're measuring our Happiness based on someone else's scale of measurement. I'm gonna say this real quick. I got, or no, no, no. I've got a really great point to make, and then we could go to our closing. So, my topic. Oh my gosh. That's how she do me, bro. Like. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I thought that we talked about your topic. I'm so what sorry. Well, you've been keeping your topic a secret, so that's why. Well, let me tell you something real quick. So my sister, Kristen, has 61 followers on Twitter. And I'm not calling her out, like, to shade her or anything, because we talk about this. Kristen is one of the smartest, like, hilarious people on Mm -hmm. Twitter. Yeah. Like, great content. 61 followers. It's just, like, that to her. Like, to some people, it's just like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, you don't have any followers, da 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 I mean, it's also her second account. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, like, Like. shading her. (laughs) I'm just saying, like... We become, we became like a society where just like, that's like the goal. And it's just like, even with me, it's hard sometimes to be like, you know, you want those numbers, you want those views, you want that interaction, you want that, like, so you can know like, okay, people are buying into this. But also it's just like, as long as you're okay with like the content that you're providing and like the person that you are, it's like, you truly genuinely just have to get to a place where that's okay. Because the numbers are because the numbers are gonna go up and down, whatever. But it's like you have to be proud of the stuff that you're putting out there. Yeah, I mean, for the for the uh, creative, and that's you know what, what I'm saying. The creative release. Yeah, that's what I want Case to always be, and any other ventures that I decide to let y'all in on when I finally decide to talk about them. I want those to be that too. I love creativity. And like I'm even artsy in my interventions. Yeah. And creative with my interventions and my profession. All right, my topic. Yay! Um, we should give our topics like some cool names. Like I know. Spin says. <laughs> I'm all about. But you know that actually used to be my hashtag when I used to rap. Spin says. Nah, hashtag Sean says. <gasps> okay, why well, don't it just be spin, spin says and Sean says? Nah, I want some like box business. <laughs> okay, so time for box business. What's up, <laughs> okay, uh, so mine isn't as heavy or cool as spinach's. Oh no, we need something fun. Um, so it's not even fun. Like it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just something. Uh, so I love palindromes. I love alliteration. I love. Uh, what else do I love? Like that. Like what other patterny stuff do I like? Patterns. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, our our litter, our wedding anniversary is a um, a palindrome. palindrome. Yeah, so 
for those of you who don't may not be familiar with the term palindrome, a palindrome is essentially words or a series of numbers that when you put it in reverse order is still says the same word and or series of numbers. So the coolest like, one is Hannah. I thought race car was. Oh shoot, that is cool. Yeah. Hannah's a dope one, dude. Hannah is dope. So you got Hannah, you got race car, cool. you got mom and dad, of course. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, like I like palindromes a lot. So our wedding anniversary was a palindrome in that it was eight one 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 eight. So eight eleven eighteen. Uh, in other news, so as I was saying, this is the last palindrome week of the entire century. Wow! And like that's so crazy. So like starting today, and like I'm glad that we record on Tuesdays because like uh, World Suicide Prevention Day is today, and then the start of the last palindrome week of our lifetimes. Oh! Yeah, it's today. That's intense. Um, so, yeah, we, in our lives, we will never... Wait, no. <laughs> no, nah, because I'm going to live to 3,000. Um, oh. Okay. I'm definitely going to make it to the year... Oh, no, no, I don't plan on I'm going to make it 21. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm going to make it to the year 3,000. I don't plan on Because I'm going to make it to the year 3,000. <laughs> wow. But, no, definitely of our lifetimes, though, because... We won't see another palindrome year until 2100. So that, you know, let that sit with you guys. Please enjoy 9-10-19 through 9-19-19 uh, because we won't get it again. Like 9-19-19, that's so sweet, bro. 9-1-9-1-9. Like somebody got to get married on that day. There's probably plenty of people doing it. That's the last one of the I of know our a lives. lot of people getting married 10 10 20 20, which I really like a lot. It just sounds good. 10 10 20 20, you know? 10 10 20 20. It's pretty sweet. 2020 is just an amazing, it's like, it's just a mouthful. It's a good year. 2020. 10 10 20 20 is like a mouthful. Yeah, it is. It is so much to say, right? <laughs> 10, 10, 2020. Well, yeah, that's a great way to end on a positive note. Wow. Yeah, time. This is our last palindrome week of. Yeah, so think about that, guys. That's kind of depressing. 2100. Well, on another note. Um, so I guess last week we called it Case Corner. This week we said Case Connect, but it's kind of just the closing. So whatever we want to say. So I have a quote that I gonna end off the episode with um it reads as such you have been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked try approving of yourself and see what happens that's self-explanatory basically speak nice to yourself and see see how that changes the dynamic of your life hmm. that is a good one um, so we did quotes last week. Are we going to do like quotes? For oh well, I didn't have any, like any words. So if um, you have like some words of wisdom, that's great. But I just wanted to give a quote. I like quotes. Hmm. You could just give us some counselor wisdom, or you could close. I guess since it's about okay. World Suicide Prevention Week, you could yeah. end with something about that. Okay, so with World Suicide Prevention Week, so for my half of Case Connect, um. I want to, you know, go, I'll continue to talk about World Suicide Prevention Week. So, self-care is so important. Uh, I speak about self-care often. 
I ask you guys, you know, what are you doing for self-care? What does self-care look like for you? How are you going about your routines on a daily? Because self-care does need to be a daily thing. Um, like, don't think that it's just going to the movies for Friday, every Friday. Or yeah, and then it's like, okay, yeah. done. Yeah, like, <laughs> self-care is a daily thing. Yeah. Even if it's just a matter of relaxing your mind, turning, closing your eyes, and just thinking about positive engagements. Like, you know, whether it's closing your eyes and picturing you on a beach, like, that is self-care. Like, that Ooh. is self-care. Or um, buying a ticket and going to the beach. Yeah. Or just self-care. getting in the shower. Like, yeah. there's so many things that are self-care uh, that we look at as work sometimes. Or, mm-hmm. like, we make work. But anyway, uh, so, so I have a quote about self-care. Self-care is giving the world the best of you instead of what's left of you. So I love that because it aligns with the quote, you can't pour from an empty cup. Um, if you feel as though you're running out of gas, you're running out of fumes, you're running out of fuels, i.e. me, um, <laughs> feel free to take that step back. I need to take heed to my own words of wisdom. No, no, actually not. I'm not about to act like I ain't been out here caring for self. Like um, Caring for self. Yeah, like last night was the one night in a long time that I wasn't as mindful of self-care and that's just because I had a, that philosophy paper too <laughs> that I was just talking about and I was up until like 2 o'clock doing it um, then I had to get up at 7 but I made sure to engage in self-care immediately after finishing that work and if you know me, you know what. And that's what that I'm going to do. That was hilarious. <laughs> okay, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Please, if you genuinely, if you need someone to talk to, if you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to, like you can always reach out to us. Yeah. Our DMs are open. Um, yeah, check on your friends and just be a nice person. Just be a good person. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at Spinzo. No one ever checks up on the strong friend. They can follow you on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And listen, uh, follow me on Twitter at Box Jetson. That's with two X's, B-O-X-X-J-E-T-S-O-N. That's on all platforms. Um, yeah. Hope you guys enjoy your week, weekend. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoy your weekend. You'll probably hear this by the weekend. Yeah, you'll hear it Thursday. Yeah. So hope you guys enjoy your weekend. Take care of yourself.